incredible really Remarkable. It really is. It's Kurt Dog, what's up? I'm doing all right. Just searched random channels on Twitch and found myself here. Well, welcome everybody in chat. Please make Kurt feel welcome. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some kisses right here. <laughs> A couple naughty faces. Bang. That's for you. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to yet another episode of the Brent Mukai podcast. Today I have a guest. A, a very lovely human being uh dario herrera is joining me dario say what's up to the people what's up to the people how we how we all doing i hope you're doing okay wherever you're at um dario and i met in uh, i i've talked before about the 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 keynote speaking and i i guess it's called keynote speaking class yeah. right would you call it something different? Do you just call it public speaking? No, I, I think it goes beyond keynote speaking because it's really about overall communication, including listening. Yeah. And listening is such an important part of being a good speaker and, and, and effective listening is such an important part of being a good communicator. So I think really it's about how to communicate in a calm, confident, compelling manner in the public or even in private small settings, you know, so it, it, it goes beyond speaking. Yeah. Uh, it definitely elevates your ability to communicate and for people to receive your message, you know, much, much more impactfully. I know I've talked about Amy before on the podcast, but you're right. She is much more than just this is how you this is the best way to speak. She, she's really about this is the best way to communicate. A hundred percent. And she's so, so far into like writing and all this mm -hmm. stuff. It looks like a couple people are saying looking good, brothers. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. Stillness, purpose, join. Well, what's up? Um, uh. He must have tried to become Skynet again and Brent grounded him. Yeah, my bot's still gone. I, I got, still got to <laughs> fix that. I usually have a bot that handles like a bunch of stuff in Twitch and all that stuff. Okay. But yeah, so I'm, I'm still working uh, to re-get to re -get that. Abby, what's going on? Hope you're doing good. Abby is uh, uh, Melissa's daughter. Oh, very so nice. So she, she came to join us. I love your mom. <laughs> She's so cool and talented. Yeah, dude. Uh, Cody, thanks for joining, brother. Um... Amy is the, the, the keynote speaking and, and communicating coach that I, I was working with and that I sometimes do the improv uh, workshops for. So I, I know I've brought her up in a couple different ways, but uh, yeah. She, she she's, has a documentary, too. She does have her documentary. I, I did an episode the, the day that it's I saw it. It's incredible. It's mind-blowingly good. Um, Dario, so so I, I, I realized that I said yes and because I'm all about the yes. I'm all about the... Uh, let's do this. Let's dive full in. Yes, and I, yeah, exactly. Yes, and improv. You were paying attention. To I was. <laughs> um, I imagine all sorts of goodies are on that shelf in the background, bro. Bro, you know it. Toys galore. Just, I mean, One Piece figurines. If you're into anime at all, this I, is like yeah. a big kid's paradise in it here. Re it really is. I'm just, a, I'm just a grown up. <laughs> really, child. I just said yes. I can come play in here. <laughs> yeah, we're playing some Xbox after this. Um, uh, so Dario, here, here. So, so. You, you say branding expert you, you talked about social media a little bit so I'm a client I come in what what do you do what do you what 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 does that conversation look like well the first thing I'd ask you is you know what are you trying to do yeah right do you have a brand uh, is it working for you uh-huh do your actions align with what you say you do who you say you are yeah so it's very much an introspective exercise right because part of what we do is help draw out the person's brand. Okay. And help them communicate what they do, 
you know, why is it different from how someone else might do it okay. and what their value is from a real personal perspective. So uh, I have a speech that's called how to go from high HI to buy BUI on social media. Nice. Right. And yeah. it starts with the brand, right? The brand voice, the brand messaging, understanding how to communicate in a way that's going to connect with your audience in an emotional way in a way that's going to, you know, basically begin a relationship. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we do. We, we do everything from brand name to brand mission statement, brand vision, brand voice. And then we set up the entire architecture, the website, the social media, the social channels, the uh, sales funnel, and every aspect of communication, whether it's visual or written. Yeah. We handle that 100%. When you say sales funnel, see, this is what I, people keep throwing around the term sales funnel. Can I tell you what I think it is, and then you tell me how Absolutely. close I am to it? Yeah. Okay. Sales funnel to me means that there is like a structure to getting people to buy into your product, and from the moment that they see a commercial or some type of uh, 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 some type of call to action, mm-hmm. right, or or some type of thing within like a funny little video you make, then you take them to the email list that gives them a free thing. That then the email list you take, and then bring them apart and then offer them classes on whatever that then ultimately leads to the sale and it's the chain and the and the connecting points between those the these specific things that people put in order and that's what constitutes the sales funnel so ultimately it's like all of these leads go in and then it's a funnel because only a few people actually end up buying but those people are actually invested yeah basically the components of every you know sales funnel is different i think the better way to describe it is you know something that nourishes the buyer's journey right okay. and if you do it from that perspective and and that's what we you know try to help brands with yeah and instead of thinking of your audience as a buyer you think of them as a consumer of of information right yeah you you create a content plan that's going to educate them that's going to entertain them that's going to enrich their lives in some way okay and you capture their attention mm-hmm. and and a good sales funnel a good buyer's journey basically nurtures that interest nurtures that uh, relationship so that you understand what they want, you offer what you have, and if there's an alignment there, it's beautiful, right? So it's not so much the components are important, yeah, but the content, the messaging, and what value you as a brand offer to that audience yeah. is even more important. So the components of the components, email capture, a free giveaway. So those are just components of what is. Right. Every okay. sales funnel is different, but what isn't different, yeah. what is something that has to be universally built into the sales phone is authenticity. Ooh. Right? Okay. It's, it's what you have to offer that is unique to you. Okay. Right? Why are you offering it? You know, how can it benefit your audience's life? How can it benefit your customer's life? And if you come from that perspective, yeah. the components matter, but they matter less. And if you help people, and, and, and you help people find what their brand is or find help companies find what their identity is, is that the... Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So... This is this is perfect. What what from you, what you see of me from what I am? What do you believe my brand to be? Well, there's two aspects to branding. I Ooh. think there's your okay. personal brand and then mm-hmm. your professional brand. And I don't know that there's a separation of that for me because my personal brand is kind of my professional brand, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's there's definitely a big intersection, right? Yeah. Because you know your voice is your voice, right? Your mm-hmm. voice is part of your craft, right? Right, and your voice basically belongs to you, and you have crafted it, you know, through your training, through you know who you are, what you've done in your life. So there isn't a lot of distinction, but there is some distinction, right? Uh, because what you do isn't who you are, completely. 
Okay. Right? Right, right, right. right. It's a big part of who you are. But, but this is part right. of your personal brand. Right? Right, right, right. right. right? And, and to me, the ones, the, the brands, the professional brands that work really well is when they can inject who you actually are yeah. into your professional brand. Me playing <laughs> ping pong is not a part of my professional brand. Right. It's a part of my personal brand, but there's no reason why. Are, are you saying that there's no reason why I can't incorporate this into somehow into 100%. my voice? percent I would say, you know, it makes you youthful. Uh, it makes you interesting. It shows that you have a life outside of your voice work. Yeah. It helps people connect emotionally to the person. Mm-hmm. Which only makes it more interested in what you do and why you do it and how you do it. Okay. You know? So, okay. So then I have that. So, okay. So you're saying that branding isn't what a lot of people think branding is. Because you're, when I think branding, I think of like, okay, so what are like some adjectives and like, and then take those adjectives. I see so many people yeah. on their website, right? Especially for voice actors. And it's just like three adjectives and that's their brand. It's right. like elegant, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> And and it you may know. very well be, but but the reality is, if it doesn't reflect who you actually are, yeah, if it doesn't actually reflect why you're in business or why you do what you do, then you don't have a brand. Then you have some cute words come up with by a marketer, yeah, um, that really aren't a brand. A brand is that whole operation, who you are, why you do what you do, how you do what you do, what differentiates you from other folks. You know, what do you bring from a from your own personal background, experience, and perspective into you know that service that you're offering or that product that you're selling. So, and, and then how do you execute that? Because that's an important part of brand. I mean, Nike, you know, cool name, but yeah. before Nike was Nike, you know, they had to create pretty cool stuff to become Nike, right? Yeah. And and so it's not just the name or catchy words, but you live up to that promise. Do you do what you say you're going to do? Uh, do you oversell or not? Do you undersell or not? Do you deliver results? You know, if someone has a problem, do you fix it? That's all part of the whole brand experience, and people miss the mark on that all the time. Huh. Okay. Do you do... So, Nike's brand is what? Just do it is a part of it, but it's just like... I mean, it's performance apparel. It's it's aspirational. It's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Um, It definitely was ahead of the curve, you know, when it came to incorporating people like Michael Jordan and, Mm -hmm. you know, Serena Williams and, you know, folks who were iconic. Yeah, you know they were with them before they were iconic, so that was part of their brand, right? Being a an evolutionary type apparel company that really spoke to people in an emotional way, you know, through their ad campaigns, right? And it and it helped that their performance products helped them back it up. Yeah, because they right? were good. They, their quality was there. Exactly. So the quality needs to be there, obviously. One hundred percent. But once the quality is there, then it's figuring it. So if you once you have the quality, I guess that's that's when you can actually start having the conversation. Right. Because we can't talk talk branding about a poor quality product or blah blah blah. Like, eventually, you can, but eventually it will fail. Right. And, you know, eventually you'll upset customers or potential uh, customers and audience, and and it's not going to work. And people are savvy. You know. Yeah. We, we, we I think people get enough credit for how savvy they are. And they can smell bullshit a mile away. Okay. You know, they can smell phoniness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, expect, except when it comes to the president. They definitely can smell bullshit. And they know when they're being marketed to. They know when they're being snowed. Uh, they know when they're, you know, getting sold to in a way that doesn't represent, you know, uh, an authentic relationship, right? Yeah. So more than ever, I think, authenticity marketing 
uh, is an important part of that whole brand brand process and the whole you know brand delivery process as well. So okay, so looking at me, what is, what do you what is my brand like? If you looked at me and you've seen some of my podcasts, you've seen that. Like, what do you what do you, what would you say? I would say the brand feeling is one of uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, one of unexpected unexpectedness. Okay. Right. One that is interested in uh, teaching and helping others learn, but making that entire process fun. Right. Yeah. And helping people, you know, get beyond themselves and get unstuck from. You know, not having fun, not being present, not really listening, not really paying attention in a way that um, is enjoyable, uh, but incredibly valuable uh, from how a person can basically approach their communication perspective, their communication style, and their daily communication period. So now that I have that, right? Mm -hmm. So I have that. So then what do I do with that? I, I create my website around fun images of me. Absolutely. I so would I'm do that. Just, yeah. So I'm just like playing ping pong. And yeah, like... I'd have you like in a little diaper. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Almost butt naked in a diaper yeah. with a ping pong paddle and all your games around you because, you know, A, it would be thought provoking and B, I don't know if you still wear a diaper or not, but that's just a marketing part of it. <laughs> I'm like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> My deep, dark secret. But but you can have fun, you know, yeah. especially with what you do and, and the way you uh, teach and the way you have fun and, and the kind of service you offer. You know, I think for you, you can do that and it's completely authentic to you, right? It'll be thought provoking. It'll be, uh, I think, um, attention getting. Yeah. And it'll invite the question, oh, what does Brenton do? Right, because that's ultimately what so you want people to do. That doesn't have to answer right? the question. Right? No, I don't think it has to answer the question. It has to invite people. Yeah. To to express interest, and then you start that dialogue. That goes back to the speech. You know how to go. You know from high to buy, bui on social media. Right. I remember working at the Gap, and we had this thing called the Gap Act, and the G was the greet. Right. And that was basically when you, people came in, you said hi, and then you had the A, the approach. Hi, how are you? Are you shopping for a specific uh, event? Are you, yeah. Is there something in particular you're looking for? Are you shopping for yourself or someone else? Whatever that is, right? And then the process goes on. But imagine someone comes into the Gap, and mm -hmm. before I said anything to them, I grab a bunch of clothes off the rack, and I throw it at them and say, go buy this. How effective would that be? It wouldn't be effective at all. No. You know, they'd probably arrest you, yeah. right? So, so there's a process, right? Isn't that and authentic, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If somebody came in and it's like the managers there, they're telling you to basically, hey, make sure you. I've worked at Levi's, so yeah. I'm like they're just like, make sure you push all these jeans on people. These no, jeans, but, jeans, but this jeans. Is, this is the difference. Yeah. I found that when I just went through the motions, mm -hmm. I didn't get people to really give me their feedback and yeah. give me why they were there. When I actually asked a question because I cared why they were there, yeah, the result was different. Yeah, the result was different. So, so the process is pretty much the same. But is it intentional? Are you being present with it? Are you using it just to consummate a sale because you're genuinely interested, or can you at least fake genuine interest enough to make people believe <laughs> that you are interested? You're good enough actor, right? Right, right. It's so much easier though. It's so much less energy draining to just be interested. Correct. It's so much more because if you have to act day in day out, then it's like, oh man. But like. I think re I think retail requires a special type of person. Yeah. I think you I think a lot of people need to need to be people people to yeah. to work the retail job because it's like the people who are going to ultimately succeed are the ones who really do care about people. Yeah. So, um one of the things uh yeah. Amy says about me all the time and it's funny because I never thought of myself in this way it was, you know, what a great I'm good at what I do because I listen. 
Yeah. Right. I listen to not just what's being said uh, from a branding perspective, but to know what to what's not being said, like the feeling behind what's being said and pull it out of our clients to help them communicate themselves in a way that they aren't capable of doing for themselves. And that comes down to listening, which comes down to being present, you know, genuinely taking an interest in, in the person you're working with. Right. Really caring about them, not because they pay your retainer a month or they pay your project fee but because you care about what they do and you genuinely want to help them do what they do. Right. In a way that's very good and is providing value for others. So part of, a big part of that is listening and brands make that mistake all the time. How many times have you clicked on an ad or clicked on a product or what have you and then you're bombarded with 77 different ads you know, on Instagram and Facebook, et cetera? Right, they didn't get to know you, your interests, your background. Yeah, I mean, an algorithm maybe you know said, "Hey, this person clicked on this product, so they might be interested in all this stuff." But that's not effective. That's not the way it works, right? Social media was intended, from a, at least from a e-commerce perspective, was intended to really mimic that in-person process that happens in sales. And, right, and that doesn't happen a lot now. You know, it just doesn't. The more, the more, I, I, I always think, I always say this, that, that social media, if we, if we put more emphasis on social mm -hmm. than the media part, right. then things start to change, I think. Right. Because we start to lose the ability to differentiate. Let's yeah. see. Gossamer Goddess says, I like to say, you're like a best friend you never met, but feel drawn in by your energy and friendliness. <laughs> well, thank you, Gossamer Goddess. That's, that's very nice. Uh, this podcast is going to be my entire last semester in an hour and a half, isn't it? Nikki's studying uh, up on branding and stuff like oh, that. Oh, very so cool. Yeah, Do you have any questions, Nikki? Are there any questions you want to ask? That Yeah, please. Any questions for a branding expert? Please, 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 please. This info is right here for you. Um, so let me, let me circle back real quick. So you're talking about uh, me in a diaper, and I'm assuming that's because you're capturing the childlike nature. Correct. The, the, okay, okay. And I'm thinking of the visual image it would create and the attention it would get, too. And it's not, obviously, you don't physically wear a diaper. Right. But you are childlike in the way you carry about your day. So can I you just know? dress up like a little kid with, like, a propeller hat and stuff? <laughs> Is that going to be... We could do that, but it's not as cool. It's not as... It's not as... It's, it's not, not as thought-provoking. It's not as uh, interesting, to be What honest. do you mean yeah. by thought-provoking? What is thought-provoking to you? What, what, how do you define that? Thought-provoking means, hmm, that's interesting. I need to investigate more. Provokes you know? a thought. I guess that's the. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how you yeah, make it. Yeah. Pretty much the plain spoken term. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You prov you you make people say, "What the hell is that?" Um, I guess that would be true. If I was if I just showed up in a diaper, people would have to click and be like, "What is that?" Yeah. And I wouldn't go to a gig like that. But part of your marketing materials, you can have fun. You know, you're creative. Uh, in your line of work, you know, I, I've seen you in action. Yeah. You know, you're very uh, carefree and, and your energy is off the charts and the way you move is very much without uh, having any kind of self-consciousness about it or worrying how people perceive you or if they're going to make a judgment. I mean, you just are in the moment, you're having fun, you're going with the flow and you're yeah. teaching all at the same time. And that's very childlike. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a beautiful innocence to it um, but you also happen to be a great teacher, well, right? Thank you. And, yeah. and I've always enjoyed, you know, the or exercise you've run us through because you've taught me, you know, about presence and about letting go and, and, you know, getting out of your own way and, and, and shutting up the kind of no voice in your head yeah. that we all have, you know, and I have it in particular, but, but I, I think we could have fun with that. We'd have a lot of fun with that. So, okay. So now, now here's the flip because okay. here's the biggest issue. 
not issue, just the hurdle that I start seeing in myself is that I teach, but then for the other side of it, I'm doing voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't always like, you know, like I'm, I feel like I'm doing a lot of different things. So I'm doing improv coaching, but then right. I'm also doing voiceover coaching, but then I'm also doing the actual voiceover, but then right. I'm actually doing, you know, like mm-hmm. I also do a little bit of entertainment back here. So it's like my, my brand is, is there's a it's lot really of different not. facets. It's really not because you think about, yeah. you know, let's go back to Nike for a second. Okay. They sell shoes, they sell apparel. They sell all kinds of different things, right? Mm-hmm. They sell golf clubs. I don't think they sell golf clubs anymore because they didn't do it too well. But they sell a bunch of different things. Yeah. Right? But the brand is still Nike. The brand is still Brent Mukai. Okay. Right? And you do voice acting. You do voice teaching. You do voiceovers. Right? So those are the services. Yeah. Right? And the services basically can live in the Brent Mukai umbrella brand. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if the brand is your name or not, but we would probably want to create, you know, if it, it, if it is your name. That's definitely my name, yeah. Then we do, you know, some kind of, I would say, descriptive uh, tagline that is all-encompassing. So that people, when they come across that tagline, they have an idea of what you do. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the details, but they know that you work in voice, right? Through teaching, uh, uh, instructing. Uh, performing and and doing your gigs, right? The thing that I always say is voice actor, improv trainer, entertainer. Yeah, that's good. Okay, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, my brand, like my my brand in a nutshell, that I always put is funny, fun, a third thing. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of the way that I've been rocking it. Is yeah. that what do you think? Yeah, of I, that? I like the group of three a lot. I, I use the group of three a lot for descriptive terms for personal brands or even professional brands. So I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do you? I mean, with you, I would say like, like fun, funny, and you know, fantastic. You know, just to keep <laughs> and it fantastic. You know, yeah. because that's that's really part of your brand. It's part of the experience. You know, it's it's very, it's very unique to you, dude. Yeah. I, I think you should own it. I mean, I know you do own yeah. it. But from but a marketing like, perspective, it's like, how do more. I get that? Yeah. How do I yeah. get that? At? That's part of the reason why I started the podcast. Was right. I was like, I have all of this stuff. And right. it's like, how do, how do I let people know, like what I what I'm like and what I do and like sort of and, and I feel like this is one of those bleeding into the personal, you know, personal branding versus professional branding because I all I do is I come on here and I talk about like my day and I talk about like what's happening with me. Right. I don't really give out professional advice. I'm not coming on here saying I am a voice actor and I am going to answer your voice acting questions. Right. Is that so? You and you're saying that that's probably in the what people aren't doing. Yeah, I, I think you can do both. I, I think as long as you come from a perspective of you know providing entertainment, mm-hmm. educating your audience, and in some way enriching their lives, it's okay for you to talk about what you do. It's okay to have questions geared toward you know voice acting or uh, improv training because ultimately that's what you do professionally. Um, and, and like we said at the beginning, you know, your personal brand and your professional brand really kind of intersect. Yeah. Uh, to the point that they could arguably be one and the same. Yeah. So it's okay. You know, it's okay to like pitch yourself in a way that, but it goes back to what I said earlier. Like you have to not feign interest in your audience and what they care about and, and listen to their questions. You have to really believe, you know, that, that you're interested in them. Right. And, and helping them with a value add, right? Enriching their lives, providing them something of value uh, because that's an important part of the exchange. That's part of the hide to buy process, you know, in, in selling. 
and and no one's going to you know be critical of of you pitching yourself i mean you're taking your time yeah right you're providing a value you're providing service you're entertaining folks so for you to talk about your business not overtly so or hit people over the head you know with a hammer with it but but by offering and answering questions that pertain to what you do i think that's completely fine right yeah yeah, yeah. some people have questions and some people have questions right now so yeah. that's, this works perfect uh, uh, in circles around acting and using your voice in various tones. Oh, my question is, how do you deal with people who don't know about branding but have their mindset on some sort of aspect that either doesn't fit the brand or just doesn't work in general? Uh, like if they want dark gray text on a black background. Okay. That's a great question, Nick. And we get that all the time. We, we, we get people who think they know their brand and, and really don't. And we get even more surprisingly people who think they know their audience and really don't or their brand voice and really don't and that's part of what we do we help them through a series of processes including active listening to understand really what their objective is you know who they are you know why they do what they do and then we think about of course you know what's visually appealing what's visually consistent uh, what's going to work on a white background black background all the different applications and, and we develop a package, right? And, and sometimes, you know, it's not a pretty process because, you know, clients think they, they have a specific idea of what they want, but it doesn't really reflect their brand or, you know, the service they offer or how they offer it for that matter. So uh, it does get sticky sometimes, and I think you have to stick to your guns. And, and if you're gonna be a marketing company that is really going to provide a valuable service to your clients, you have to be willing to say no to a client. You have to be willing to say, yes, I understand you write the check and I understand you pay the bills, uh, but this is what I do. And I used to have this conversation, in fact, with Chris Daughtry, uh, the music. The singer? Yeah, and, and he's what? brilliant, great guy. And, American Idol, Chris Daughtry? Yeah, Sorry. and I yeah. remember when we first started working with him, we needed to make his audience a little bit younger uh, because his audience was aging a bit and we needed a, a new generation of you know, music downloaders to kind of get to understand Chris and expand his audience a little bit. Okay. And and we had to basically do two things. One is, you know, show what a serious quote-unquote rocker he was. So we did that through music content, etc. We had to personalize him quite a bit too. So we started basically sharing uh, quotes that motivated him. Mm -hmm. uh, quotes that really he believed in that he wanted to share with his audience and then opened up his personal life a little bit. You know, what a great daddy is, what a great husband he is, you know, some of the stuff he does from a personal interest perspective. And we grew his audience, you know, significantly. We went from like 4,000 people talking about him on Facebook to 700,000 people in the course of four months. Oh my God. But it wouldn't have happened. He was completely opposed to opening up that side of him to yeah. his audience. Uh, and I said, just trust me on this. Like, I don't tell you how to sing. I don't tell you what lyrics to write. Yeah. So let me do this, right? I'll, I, I understand where we need to go. I understand the objectives. You know, right. Trust me enough. To let me do this, just like I trust you enough to write the lyrics of the song, right? Be, right. I trust you're going to do the music. Trust yeah. that I know what the fuck I'm and, doing. Yeah, and, yeah. And then the results spoke for themselves, and and he did really well, and and we had a great relationship. But but that is a an, a hard part about you know when you have a, a, a I don't want to say hard headed client, but someone who who thinks they know what they're doing and really don't. It, it is a challenge, but you just have to stick to your guns, you know, outline your case, uh, really have a plan to present and, and understand why you're presenting that plan. And then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And if you have to walk away from it, you know, we've done that before. You walk away from it. Oh, dude. Um, Dustin says all future episodes are going to be me in a diaper and <laughs> with the crib <laughs> on the green screen. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, if you have any questions, man, fellow voice actor too, uh, uh, if you have any questions for branding expert, now's the time to ask him. Um, 
So here's here's another question I've got for you. So you are talking about somebody like uh, uh, Chris Daughtry, mm-hmm. who obviously you know American Idol. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's coming to you with uh, with a brand and with an idea and with with a certain audience already. Yeah. Do you work with people who do not have a big audience? Yeah. Do you work with, so what is so then what do you, what is the tactics? What are, what are the what are, what are the what are the techniques? What are the things to think about? So first is, and I'm asking very selfishly because I'm I'm no, looking I, too. No, I, I appreciate that. Listen, I, I always ask uh, from a marketing perspective two questions mm-hmm. beyond the branding stuff. Yeah, who's my audience, mm-hmm. right? And in your case, I would ask you who's your audience, and then the question I would answer for you on top of that is, you know, what's the fastest, quickest, most economical way to reach that audience? Right. Yeah. And part of it could be social media. Part of it could be things like this. Part of it is, you know, LinkedIn and you know, basically hooking you up directly with people who make decisions about voice actors and that's voice trainings, the- et cetera. You know, so, you know, it, I think there's a, a definite strategy for you to do that. You know, and, and I'll give you an example. We're working with someone who was in gaming for a long time, actually not gaming, hospitality, entertainment. Yeah. Uh, senior VP, very talented guy, uh, incredible resume. Uh, went literally from living the back from the backseat of his car to being a senior VP at one of the major properties. Damn. Right, and okay. working on a global level, like, yeah. like being a, a global guy who who is a serious leader, uh, who managed very diverse you know workforces and did an incredible job. Uh, he's left that position, and now he's starting to be um, a, a, a keynote speaker and a business leadership consultant basically okay so we're literally taking his brand and we're establishing that brand mm-hmm. right and then we'll create the architecture the the digital media channels the, yeah. the website the, the instagram the linkedin the facebook the twitter mm-hmm. but create the content strategy for him keeping in mind who he is and who he's talking to right and then we put out content that's gonna educate his audience enrich their lives you know, entertain them and create that emotional connection that I invite people to investigate who he is to, to potentially do business with him. I mean, it, it, we would basically create that process for you. It, it would take us a little bit to work through it, mm-hmm. but the components are the same. Like, who, who do you want to be hired by? What are they looking for, right? What, what is, where does what they're looking for and what you do intersect, right? right. And then we put your content, you know, and I, and I use that with small C, not a big C, content, your everyday stuff, you know, mm-hmm. in front of them to help them understand who you are yeah and and why they should hire you so when I when you say audience you're not talking about like you're you're, you're talking about a very how specific are we getting here I, I the more specific the better right the, I want this person from this company to hire me and then guess what I target that person at that company mm-hmm. and they also find you know people who are similarly situated to that person at that company and put your content in front of them too. Okay. We can get that precise. You know, we can get that precise through our targeting tools, through research. Uh, we use Instagram in that way. We use LinkedIn in that way. We use Twitter in that way. And really, it's about putting who you are and what you do in front of the people looking for people like you and what you do. It's nothing more complicated than that. So what if I go the route of I just want to mostly do personal branding with the with the pro with the knowing that the professional stuff that I'm going to do mm-hmm. falls under that, right? So a part of my personal brand is that I do voice acting, mm-hmm. right? A part of my personal brand is that I do improv training and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So then there's no specific audience for that. There is for sure. Who are, who's hiring voice actors? 
Oh, right. So there's people... Right, so there are casting directors. Right. There are... I mean, and it depends on the genre of work. There's advertising companies. There's, there's ad agencies, officers. production, off, produ- production right. houses, right? There's there's all kinds of things like that. But I can't. how do I get specific if there's all these many different places? Really, anybody who owns a business... Who, any any entrepreneur who owns a business and mm-hmm. needs a commercial done, I could potentially be the voice of that commercial. So right. it fe- uh, oftentimes for me, it feels like I'm going too broad and I'm going so far out that it's like I'm. It, it's hard for me to. I see people who are like, I just want to do e-learning, and I'm going to target people who hire people for e-learning stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think you're too broad. I don't think you're too scattered to do that. Uh, I, I would clean up what you, how you describe what you do. Yeah. Right. Uh, the tagline you have, I would revisit that, and you know we can work on that. And I'm happy to do it, you know, pro bono with you. Um, oh, and and I also think there's a very specific way that you can target those people. First, through your content plan, right? The kind of content you share. You give basically you have content channels. Yeah. Depending on you know who your audience is, is yeah. going to dictate what kind of content you create. Right, okay. uh, but never losing the fact who you are and what your brand is. But you want to address the question, you know, why should I hire you? Why should I care about Brent Mukai? Yeah, you know, why wh- why is Brent different than someone else? Right, we ask we answer that question for them, but you can definitely deal with the different parts of what you do because you're you're not saying like, okay, I'm a voice actor, and by the way, in my spare time, I want to be a professional pilot. Right, right, yeah. You all you're dealing with entertainment. Right, right. You're dealing with communication. You're dealing with voice. Yeah, so it's all interconnected. So a CMO could have multiple uses for you, right? Okay. You know, production, uh, voiceover on a, on a on a commercial, for example. Yeah. Um, or they could have a, some kind of speaking training they need you to do, like Amy does. Yeah. Right. So I think it's just a matter of identifying your audience, identifying which parts of your services you know speak to that specific segment of the audience, and then creating a content plan and a content delivery plan. That puts your content in front of them. That basically invites them to be part of your audience. Okay. What happens if I'm? What happens if I want to also build, like, just because there are people who are watching right now mm-hmm. who are who have nothing to do with hiring, who have nothing to do with any of that stuff, and I just want to make content that that I think people will that will be entertaining for certain people, and I I want to I want to build. I want to build an audience around mm-hmm. what I am because I, th- the second part of it too is like I feel like there's two tactics, right? I can go full into I can go full into I want to go after all of the hirers. Mm-hmm. The second tactic to me that also works is if I build an audience of people who are willing to watch the content that I do. That to me is almost writing my own ticket because then I can walk in the door to other agent to to an agency yes. or these other places and mm-hmm. say hello. Yes, I ha- I have this many because they'll ask how many yeah. followers are you. Blah blah blah. Do you have influence, right? Mm-hmm. And become an influencer in that way. Are am I thinking of that correctly? Are those yes. these are two different things? They're two different things, but they're done as part of a comprehensive branding and digital marketing strategy plan. Wow. Yes. So those two things can live together. They absolutely live together. <laughs> yeah. You're blowing my brain. Yeah, right like Joni and Chachi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they live together. Yes. They're together. Yeah. So okay, so I kind you, of aged myself a little bit. You're there. blowing I dated my myself brain. There no, but the, I, the Joni I, and Chachi I, I, reference. Who, who doesn't know Joni and Chachi? Uh, well, look at your logo, Brent. Logo and visual stuff. The smiley face is fun. The yellow is more friendly. 
Uh, and the large mouth makes the speaking and service you provide. One thing I think is consistent in your visual identity. That doesn't always mean your logo, but how you'd like to, how like shapes, colors, etc. Throughout your stuff. Ooh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I agree with her. That a hundred percent. I don't know what that means. So I okay. So my logo is, is legit. Like it's just it's a big old smiley face. But then at some point I was like, bang, that's perfect. That's fun. I think that that's fun. I think that that's me. I like it. Right? Boom. Smiley face. I, and I always do that. Because yeah. that's just my so, natural of, corny self. If you love that, and I, I think that does speak to you quite a bit, actually. Uh-huh. I think what Nikki's saying is how you carry that through everything else you do. How you brand everything, right? So when you do a social graphic with a pity quote or a pity lesson, do you have your logo on there? You know, Is it color consistent? You know, different things like that. There's different ways to create brand consistency. That starts every time people see a specific color or a specific shape or a specific icon, they think of Brent Mukai. You know, they think of the logo, you know, the Nike logo, they think of the swoosh, they think of Nike. And they think of, you know, the athletes they've worked with, et cetera. So you want to get to a point where your brand has that kind of presence. Yeah. And to have that kind of presence, you need consistency and repetition. Do you think the logo is going to be – because for me, it's I'm a guy, so it's like, it's not like going to be – it's never going to be a million man company running right. the Brent Mackay stuff. So, do you think that the that the the logo itself is going to be still as iconic, or do you think it's going to be my face that's going to become the thing that's iconic, or the just the person, the me, or you know, is that all kind of go together? I, I, I think it can go together. And in order to answer that question more thoughtfully, I'd like to give it some like, careful consideration. Yeah. And, and, and I'd walk you through a bunch of different branding exercises and an onboarding questionnaire and, and ultimately talk about what your one-year plan is, your three-year plan is, your five-year plan is, you know, where do you want your shift your career, you know, who you want to make connections with, because all of that plays into those decisions, right? Right. But, I mean, I could see some kind of caricature of you be your brand and have it, you know, be more specific to you versus, yeah. you know, versus basically an emoji, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the I like the I like the font, you know. I like the secondary font. So you have a primary font, a secondary font. You know, are you incorporating that into what you post? You know, when you do graphics, you know, it, are you keeping brand consistency with your fonts? Uh, with the colors, with you know the templates you use, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's a yeah. big part of the the consistency in branding that that, that helps create that kind of uh, brand recognition. Oh yeah. man, fonts! <laughs> font talk. I thought the fonts was over. That the font conversation was done. The yeah. second I chose the font, but now no. you're telling me you're telling me that I gotta keep using the fonts. Yeah, oh. you gotta use the fonts, man. Man, that's so good. Okay. Uh, See, someone's saying your energy is for sure a big point for you. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's childlike. It's you you don't get tired. I've seen you in these workshops. You yeah. don't get tired. You're bouncing around. You're you're teaching. You're doing, you're talking, you're breathing, you're jumping up and down, yeah. and and it's infectious. You know, fonts are hard as heck, Nikki. Dang, <laughs> What's <up? laughs> but it is, it is. And to your point, it is, like I just came from teaching this morning, so I taught in the morning. Then I engineered a class with Melissa in the afternoon, and yeah. now I'm literally I'm here. Yeah, I haven't even eaten anything yet. It's like, but I'm I'm still I'm so stoked to do this. Yeah, and then after this, I'm going to stream another. Th- are you? That's great. That's <laughs> just awesome. A full day of Saturday. I love it. It's just a and bunch of stuff. This real quick. Oh know. yeah, for sure, for sure. Dustin, voice yeah. acting is about creativity, flexibility, being directed easily and quickly, being available at all times. What comes to mind to exemplify this in a brand? 
I like that. Voice acting is about creativity, flexibility, being directed. Yeah. Yeah. And about being available at all times. Is there anything you can think of that ex- that would be exemplified of that in a brand? Yes. What's that? What do you think? Email me and I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. I think, listen, it's, it takes a, a, a fair amount of study. Yeah. To answer a question like that in a way that's going to be specific to him, right? And I think right? that that's the that's that's the number one thing is like that's tough because what you've described is what everybody's doing. I would ask the questions of like that stuff is great. That stuff is what all voice actors should have base level. What are the things that like Dustin does right. that like nobody else fucking does? And why did he get into voice acting? Yeah, right? Ooh, origin stories. Origin. Right? What what attracted to you? You know what you know. What makes you excited about it? What part of it do you like the most, right? You know, things that are unique to you that basically help, you know, shape your brand. Because, you know, most voice actors would say, yeah, that's true. Um, But I want to know, from your perspective, you know, a brand that is uniquely you. Because it's specificity. Correct. It's the specificity in 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 the personal, especially for a voice actor, I think it's the specificity in the personal stuff. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this is heady stuff. This is good. This is a good conversation, and and more than anything, I, I want to communicate from a brand perspective, from a branding perspective. It, you really have to, you know, it has to be a personal process. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be a generic brand. It can't be a generic exercise. You, you have to dive into it and really be introspective and like, who am I? What do I want to tell people about me? Why did I get into this? Mm-hmm. Why is it that when they hire me, they're gonna get? You know, someone who does things differently because we there's a lot of voice actors out there, but the way you do voice acting is different than the way he does voice acting. Yeah. Right? Why you got into it might be different than why he got into it. Mm-hmm. And those are the nuggets that separate you from the noise. Right? Those are the things that create opportunities for your audience and potential hiring folks to connect emotionally with you, to get to know you so they can basically get to know your work. Right? And that's a very personal process. I'm sure you get into this a bunch. Um with people, I, I, I'm absolutely sure of it. What do you say to people who try to play it too safe? What do you say to people that bring their brand to you and they say, "Well, this," and then they say, "Oh, no, no, no," right? Who's who say to you, "I don't." What if what if I wear a diaper and and people? I understand the the reason behind that. Yeah. And I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm legit. I'm like I full on it. going to fucking do I that. I love it. What do you say to because everybody's trying to be vanilla these days yeah. too? Well, listen, if they're vanilla, then they need to be vanilla. Right? Oh, okay. If they're chocolate, they need to be chocolate. Okay. You know, I think the last thing you want to do is force someone to be someone they're not. Because it goes back to, you know, you there's a cognitive dissonance that happens then. Yeah. If someone wants to be this or is this, but you're saying to sell, you have to be this, that's never going to work. What do you say to people who, tr- who who want to play it safe, who say, oh, you're, that idea, I don't, I, it's going to be too radical, it's going to be too much, it's not, it's not quite where... Or, or do people even say that to you? They do. Uh, I think a ton of people I'll, are I'll, playing it safe. I'll say this. Yeah. I can be pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. And I can outline in a very you know thoughtful, methodic, and reasoned way you know why my approach should be at least tested. Yeah. And we, we typically collaborate with clients like that. You know, we get resistance all the time. But if if you don't, if you're not faking it, and you really know you know why you want to do it, the objective. You know, it's a thought-out plan. Yeah. You understand from experience and from research and from analysis that this is going to help them put their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Then you've engendered some trust, right? And and sometimes it comes down to that. Like, listen, I know you don't want to do this, but just trust me on this. So I'm. You so know, there's probably a lot there's less a, people. Yeah. There's a give and take about that sometimes. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> this is, dude, this is a great conversation. Real quick, real quick, for people who are watching now or for people who, after the fact, and the biggest part of my audience is listening to this after the thing is live, mm-hmm. right? In their car, uh, on their jog or whatever. What would you, like, do you do, you, do, you do like, uh, uh, phone conversation, like, Skype yeah. things of this and yeah. all that stuff? Where can people, like, j- just real quick, I just want to side tangent. Where can people find you if they're interested in this type of stuff? Because I think a lot of people within my audience are voice actors or are entertainers and are looking for branding type help. Where 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 is the best place to for people to hit you up? I have a website. It's two dudes creative.com, T W O D U D E S creative dot com. Uh you can find me on LinkedIn under my name. You can find me on Instagram under Legendario Worldwide. I love that. Uh, that's part of my you know fun brand, right? Legendario. Uh, yeah, and it you know it's also obviously Spanish, so legendario means legendary. Legendario is a play on my name, so it's fun. Oh, that's great. You know, and worldwide because we have clients across the globe, really. You know, and we have clients in London, we have clients in, between London and California, basically. Okay. Um, but uh, it's definitely my website. Uh, my email is dario at two dudescreative.com and. And we do phone consultations. We we have a lot of remote clients. In fact, we only have a couple local clients. Most of our clients are you know national type folks. You know, from South Florida to upstate New York to Chicago. Damn man. Yeah. Well, that's fun. really cool. Yeah, it's fun. Here, okay. There's no <coughs> way that you're working in the branding world and you're not familiar with Gary Vee. Of course. I watch his content. Yeah. I have consumed so much of that, especially when I. Because I got turned on to him around the time that I started all mm-hmm. of the VO stuff, um, voiceover stuff. So, is there anything you disagree on with him on, or are there like what points do you think he makes that are the strongest? Or I, I just love your opinion on what his Gary methodology. V works does uh-huh. works for him because yeah. it's authentic. Yeah, you know. So if I, I can critique maybe you know don't drop as many f bombs. <laughs> Or I can critique, <laughs> yeah. you know, a certain kind of delivery, but but he is who he is, and he's unapologetically who he is. Yeah. Right. And and people connect to that, right? And yeah. and he's got enough success now that people go beyond his form to look at the substance. So I, I really wouldn't change anything about Gary. And I don't mean I don't mean his. Uh, are you familiar with a lot of the sure. advice that he gives? Yeah. And, you know, stuff like like you know uh, uh, he because he's big on the branding thing. Mm-hmm. He says too many people are just marketing. Yeah. And not focusing enough on branding. And, Correct. You know, just sh- like the whole his whole thing about like putting out four or five pieces of content a day. Yeah, I had he he had a video the other day. It was about you know people ask me is it quantity or quality and he says really. Quantity, because through quantity you can figure out what quality, you what, know, what quality people, of your audience, right? right what they so, want. So, so I, I agree, you know, and, and I think there's a happy. You don't want to just put out shit there, though, because that does become part of your brand. So you, yeah. you, know, you want to be intentional about what you put out there. But I agree with him. I mean, part people come to me and say, "What's going to work?" And I always say to them, "I don't know until I test." You know, going back to the conversation I had with Chris Daughtry, he said, "You know, which would be the lead single from a social perspective from a specific album was launched?" And I said, "The one the audience is going to like." You know, and and yeah. he said, "Well, that's a cop out." I'm like, "Well, I don't have a personal opinion about. It. I can I have my personal opinion, but my personal opinion doesn't matter. It's what your audience is gonna like, right?" So I said, "Let's test it. Let's put out some snippets. Let's put out some lyrics. Yeah. Uh, let's put out some you know short videos, and let's see what connects with the audience. And then let's let's give that information to the label so we can then make a decision, a smart decision based on you know what feedback is, on what the lead single is gonna be. So part of what you have to do is test and see what works. You know, that's an important part of the formula here." 
you never get it right immediately. If you do, fantastic, but it, it's rare. Right. So you do that through testing multiple things, you know, various channels. Is Does LinkedIn work for you? Does Instagram work for you? By the way, what do you like doing? Do you like Twitter or not? If you don't like Twitter and you have to be forced on Twitter, it's never going to work for you, right? So I, I'm very particular about advising clients to, you know, work in an environment that's comfortable for them. If they don't like Twitter and they hate Twitter, don't work on Twitter, right? Yeah. If you love Instagram, then, then make Instagram your bitch. You yeah. know, like, like, like own it, right? Yeah. Then, then put in your energy there, put in your time there. But, you know, I think there's a lot of brilliance to what Gary does and his results kind of speak for themselves, you know. So, okay, okay. So, I just wish he wouldn't cuss so much so that my kids, you know, uh, could, ah! learn, could learn the valuable lessons without all the F-bombs, you know. I know. I, I swear a lot, too, and I, I just I keep thinking about him. And there's a point where I was like, I, I could bring it back but i'm like i i, I love saying fuck like it's yeah just, it's a great word it's my one of my favorite words it's a great word um and you can get away with it because you're creative right? yeah that's true you can get away with it you know you can't abuse it but you can a lot of hires a lot of yeah. hires i feel like will, like i will just you know they they'll drop an f-bomb on me yeah. and i'll be like yeah yeah i got permission yeah. now I yeah our world's fuck. a little bit different this world of communication and marketing creatives a little bit different than if you were a banker for example or a right. business attorney or what have you right oh man but then what if that's the thing that makes you stand out right well, that's a that's a part of the conversation right Oof, that's, that's I, it goes back to authenticity yeah if, if being that way is who you are you're gonna find your tribe People are going to connect to that because it's authentic, not because you use the F word, yeah. but because you're being yourself, because they're getting a sense of who you are through what you share. Yeah. Right. So that's what it comes down to, man. It, it's, it's so much as being like into colors and shapes and this and that. And, yeah. you know, but just be yourself and help communicate, you know, who you are and help people see who you are. And that's what creates that connection and invites that interest that invites that you know, buyer's journey, if you will, right? That that creates that kind of symbiotic relationship between brand and audience, because that's that's where the magic happens. So in that in that idea, when you're creating, when you are, what you I believe you called a content strategy, mm -hmm. which would be, how do you start that? Because it's like if you're, it, it it's almost counterintuitive, right? Because it's like I have to start somewhere by putting stuff out, mm -hmm. but then what do I? But how do I decide on what to put out? Even, but then you know, like, like it, it, it's, it's a circle game. Like it, it, it feels like I'm running around in circles sometimes, trying to think of what type of content should I do, right? And then, and then being like, I want to be strategic with it, but at the same time, I want to just put shit out. Yeah. But it, where, where, where do people start? So that's a great question. We don't always start with uh, a, a blank canvas, right? So mm -hmm. I'll come to you and say, you know, okay, so you're a voice actor. Tell me what other voice actors you compete with for a gig, let's say. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, some tools that we do an analysis to see what content are they sharing. Is it video? Is it graphic? Is it primarily copy? You know, how often? On what days are they posting? How often are they posting? We have all that data. And then we see, okay, these, this is the incumbent, for example. This is the industry leader, let's say. Right. They're doing, you know, 18 pieces of content. The content mix is six video, four graphic posts, you know, yada, yada, yada. They're posting Monday through Saturday. They're posting four times a day. And then that starts to kind of, okay, this is what your competition is doing. And then it comes a matter of down to time, right? How much you have to share, right? But that's, that's where we start. We do a full analysis, right? Okay, what are other people are doing in your industry that's working, right? Who's doing it well? 
right? And then we go do some research, right? We, we do some analytics. Uh, we have some tools that helps us, you know, with that process. We do, you know, some subject matter expertise type stuff. We, we kind of dive in and look at their Instagram accounts and, you know. It's interesting because a ton of people that are in the voiceover mm -hmm. world don't really do the social media thing. Yeah. Like, super, like, so in a way I'm trying to figure out, like, do I just go full on? Let me give you some of the ideas that yeah, I have. Yeah. I'm thinking about voicing over, doing funny commercials, like parodies of commercials that mm -hmm. are already shot and then voicing over it with, like, just insane, like, what, you know, whatever it's yeah. going to be. I, I'm thinking about stuff like dubbing over things that are already there, like the bad like the bad lip reading mm -hmm, type stuff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but with, like, cartoons and stuff. Yeah. And I'm thinking about doing, um, I'm thinking about just releasing, like, a rap EP, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just because I love rapping. <laughs> like, I love rapping, and it's just That'd like, I, I keep thinking about stuff like that. Like, do I just do all of those things, or do I, like, or... And I mean, listen, it, it comes down to resources, really, right? Yeah. You know, money is an issue always, budget, right? Time is part of your resource, you know, e equation. If I can do it all myself real cheap, like the rap stuff, I can I would I, I would test. I would have fun doing it. Yeah. And I would always remember to be you and all of it because that's what is going to sell you. You know, and so this is where I'm going to depart a little bit from Gary Vee. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, quantity, yeah, quality, but it needs to be quintessentially you. Okay. Right. If you put a bunch of stuff out there that's not you, just because I think it's gonna do well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. People see through the bullshit. Yeah. Right? People want to do business with you because of who you are, not because of some marketing stuff. You know, your marketing is only going to help reveal who you are if you do it correctly. So test, test, test. Yeah. Throw a bunch of stuff against the wall, but in everything you do, make sure that the essence of Brent Mukai is in it, because if you do that, they'll hire you. Okay. Even if I just want to make goofy, entertaining stuff. Yeah, because you're you're basically displaying your talent, right? Yeah. Your creativity goes back to your brand. You know, childlike, fun, energetic, youthful, <laughs> yeah. playful. Yeah. Right. So that's part of it. But you're also showing your, your vocal range. You're showing your vocal variety. You're showing your you know vocal reach. You're showing that you can do parody, serious, you know, so it just depends ultimately what kind of gigs you want to get and what decision makers you want to connect with, right? Yeah. Um, so, again, you know, some of these questions are require more of course. conversation and, it's, and thought it's individualized and, and et cetera. And boom, yeah. But, but going back to that, you know, I would test, I would have fun with it, uh, but always be who you are because who you are is brilliant. Thank you. We're, we're testing. So I just look at how, how, how big is that test pool? Uh, well, Am I doing all the different tests at the same time, or do I do two months of this, two months of this, two months of this, and then look back at the data? Or am I doing it all like... A good content strategy for us, and this is, again, I'm generalizing, but yeah. each client is different. Uh, but I like to try different content types, you know, concurrently, you know, side by side. So I can Tell see, me. you know, so basically on, on one channel I might try this, on another channel I might try this. On Instagram, I might try one content piece, you know, one day, another content piece the next day. Uh, and then you sit back and compare the results, right? Uh, like, we had an author that we had a specific piece of content. We, we didn't sell any books for him for a few days, then like a week, and 10 days, and 12 days. Then, boom, one day he sold 28 books. And I'm like, oh, what kind of content was that, right? So yeah. I went back and looked at the content sequence, and we basically told a complete story about the author in the book. And then we put a strong call to action, and, and it basically led up to that sale, right? So that the big day of sales. So... Uh, you know, the content sequencing and strategy is going to be unique to everyone, but uh, I like to test by just basically, you know, just 
trying different stuff on different channels and seeing what works and what doesn't. And you'll see what works. You know, through the analytics, you know, reach, impressions, comments, likes, etc. Uh, you'll know if your phone will ring or if you get a message, people you know expressing interest in what you're doing and, and how to hire you and, and stuff like that. So you know, I, I think just have fun with it, man. You know, especially in your case. Yeah. You know, you're creative, you're fun. You know, this I never is part of what the, you do. I never you know? think about the numbers, and that's the thing that yeah. I'm always like, maybe I should look. I finally looked back. Yeah. And was like, what is the best performing stuff I've done on Instagram? Yeah. And it was just like videos of me being stupid, like, yeah. just silly weird stuff so i was like imagine how much the the video of you in diapers is gonna do you know imagine (laughs) imagine it's a video now not just a picture yeah not just a picture now it's a video of you in diapers oh my gosh i'm just i'm just in a diaper i'm just like i love it butt naked but with a adult size diaper on make sure it stays on though please make sure oh yeah we don't want any wardrobe malfunctions okay and then what do i do i just stand there and i'm just like hi i'm a grown man in a diaper no we're gonna work on that we're gonna work because i think it'd be cool if you did that and did a full-on voiceover skit that's a very serious voiceover but your gosh but the form is different right so it creates that kind of what what's going on here like you're doing a, a readover for a specific corporate brand or a readover on a specific documentary or something like serious <laughs> but you're doing it like that right yeah how yeah, fun yeah. would that be that sounds you know incredibly amazing right i i i have all of the tools necessary for that except for the diaper yeah let me see uh language gonna happen yeah i agree i i agree with that comment bad language yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the me- the right message is the important thing. Yeah, I think. absolutely. Uh, and again, the, the, you know how how authentic it is. Um, yeah. um, 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 dude. Well, uh, I I don't want to take up your time, man. It's like this I, is great. I'm having fun. You're having fun. Yeah, Are we good? Fun. Are we yeah. still good for a little longer? Um, dude. Yeah, I will hit you up and we'll have like a conversation. I'd love to help you with that. Would you? Oh my gosh, man, that would be. I'd love to help you with that. incredible. Thank yeah. you. Um, you're talented. You're talented, and I think as more people get to know you and see your work, you know the, the sky's the limit for you. Honestly, I think in some cases you might be thinking too small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think I, I have big aspirations, but then uh, I'm all, my brain is always like, okay, but still keep it small, keep it humble. Yeah, work towards that, but and have those. But yeah, I think you nailed it on the head there. Um, I'm in my freaking element today, guys. Good, Nikki. I'm glad that you came. Um, I mean, people came to check turn you out. Turn this off. Let me turn that off. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, are you doing all of these same things with two dudes, creative and all of that? Like, are so it's amazing, and and you know, this is always a question I answer to to, to folks. You know, because I spend so much time in other people's brands, mm-hmm. I'm not as careful with mine. You know, I'm really yeah. not. I don't have as much time. That's a cop out. I had the time. Yeah. It hasn't been important, you know, for me to to kind of work on that because we're plenty busy. Uh, we're we've added another, you know, two other staff people, you know, in the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're adding clients. It's four all dudes the time. now. You know, it's it's <laughs> more dudes than that. Uh, and we have some women too uh, who are an incredibly important and gifted part of our organization, but. The you know we just don't spend a lot of time on our brands. Most of our work comes through work we do for other clients, and we and get then word of mouth. Yeah, and, oh, we man. almost we almost do no outbound marketing at all. Like I don't spend one penny on pay per click. I don't spend one penny on LinkedIn ads or promoting Instagram stuff or pay per click or SEO or any of that stuff. We do that for our clients, but we don't spend a penny on any of that. We do great work. Mm-hmm. We let that work speak for itself. 
we let the results speak for itself and we get referred out all the time and and it's an it's a blessing to do that and and i'm grateful and humbled by the incredible clients i work with that put that trust in me and then trust me enough to extend you know my resources to their referrals right to their friends to their to their network to their family uh it's 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 been a fun ride well, that's cool, man. So, and you operate against companies, against against individual entities. Are you at all working and helping people in like the the influencer realm and stuff like that? Yeah, we like, do influencer marketing. Wow. Yeah, we we we're pretty much full service. One thing we're not fantastic at is SEO, search engine optimization. We can do it. We fake it a little bit with a client that has small budget. I don't think people are. I I I don't I don't think people are are really. I don't, I don't think that that's as big as it might have been 10 years ago. Yeah, and there's some certainly some, you know, kind of competing thoughts on that issue. But, yeah. you know, we can do basic SEO. We don't do, you know, real elevated SEO plans. And, you know, our, our claim to fame is our ability to tell a brand story better than they can tell it for themselves. Um, not just through what the brand is, but through the visuals and the copy and the story we tell. Uh, but also in basically making you know the channels themselves, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, outgoing, uh, outbound marketing messages. So, you know, traditionally people use Instagram. They post a piece of content. Uh, they use some hashtags. It's cool content. Fine. People have to come and discover you, right? Yeah. What we do is we take we would take your Instagram account and then say, okay, where are the decision makers? What Instagram accounts are they following, right? And then we take your account and then we go engage with them there. Boom. We like their post. We like their comment. Right. We make a comment, right? And it's the way it happens, right? Oh, that's a great, you know, funny skit. Boom. Oh, who's this Prit Mackay guy? Yeah. Uh, you follow them the next day. Who's this Prit Mackay guy? And they basically now we invited them to come look at your profile. So we do that on a global scale for big clients. You know, we, we have a process that, wow, that turns their publishing channels, publishing channels meaning just posting content, and make those channels outbound marketing organically. Uh, and we do that basically. We click and click and click and click and click all day until we find the right fits. And you're taking yeah. eight hours of just like boom, like boom, comment something thoughtful. Yeah, but boom. but it goes beyond that because we literally, I I when I do it every day because I like to stay connected to this work, right? Because it's social media is elegant, it's exciting, it's you know powerful, but it's also a lot of hard work. Yeah, and it's really a lot of tedious, like not fun stuff. To get to pay dirt, right? To to find the 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 pot of gold within the rainbow. Yeah, you gotta follow the rainbow for a while, right? Same thing as social media. So I like to do it myself, so I know how long does it take. You know, what audience profile is this? You know, what's the consistent theme between our followers? You know, people who come back and end up liking our page and clicking on the link. You know, what's the commonality between them? So I literally go. Let's say, for example, you say, oh, uh, there's a bunch of CMOs chief marketing officers following a specific Instagram account. So I'll go in there, I'll click on the profile, and I'll see are they active on Instagram, how many posts do they have, how many comments on their post, how many followers do they have. And you can separate people who use Instagram passively, uh, or you can even see if someone's a bot or not, you know, if it's basically a bunch of manufactured BS, which there's a lot of manufactured BS on Instagram. But we get into that granule. We'll go into the profile, how many posts do they have, how many followers do they have? How many people are they following? How many comments do they have? How many people are liking their posts? How many people are engaging their posts? And then we, okay, this is someone we want to have a relationship with. It gets that granular, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we, we literally have to do that thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Across whatever platform. Across is all gonna, platforms. Yeah. Do you think that certain brands don't work on certain platforms? Or, yes. And or they work better on one platform than another? Yes, there, there is no one size fits all 
approach to platform, you know, what, what channels you choose to post your content on and which ones you choose as basically organic traffic and all that stuff for your for whatever you're doing. But again, I guess up front it's the it's the question of being able to put output enough so that you're yeah. that you can look at the data after the yeah. fact and be like, have "Oh, a, I'm getting traction." We have a pretty prominent business attorney in town uh, that is doing incredibly well from Instagram. Mm. And when we met, I remember having this conversation with her. She was absolutely reluctant on Instagram. Uh, she said, Twitter I get, Facebook I get, LinkedIn I get. I don't get Instagram. It's yeah. not going to lead to business. And it's been just as profitable, if not more so, than LinkedIn. On Instagram for a business attorney. right? And, and Is it because her audience lives on LinkedIn? It's Instagram because more than people LinkedIn? who own businesses are also on Instagram. Yeah, people who own, you know who own businesses are also on Instagram, and they use Instagram. They whether it's for fun or as a consumer, they use Instagram. And and I said, listen, this is just a gut. I don't know if it's going to work or not. So I'm willing to do this kind of on a reduced rate till it proves itself out. Yeah. But let me do this, and and you know we'll have a content plan. You'll review all the content. I'll share all the targets with you in terms of who the audience, the universe we want to connect with, uh, is. Um, but but you know give me give this a shot and she, it's paid itself over you know ten to one fifteen to one return type stuff. Damn. You know, um, but that's a business attorney on Instagram. You know that yeah. I, that she, you know she would never have done that herself. Um, and I was doing it on a hunch, uh, just on a gut that I that I could really kind of extract some value from her from Instagram. But but you know we had to test it first. You know and now I can say confidently, yeah, we can use Instagram for that vertical for that kind of industry. You know. I never would have thought in a million years yeah. that, <laughs> that attorneys... We have, we have some authors that are killing it on LinkedIn. Uh, not doing well on Instagram, uh, but are killing it on LinkedIn. You know, we have some authors who do, do great, incredibly well on Twitter, but not necessarily on Instagram. We have authors who do well on Instagram and Twitter, but not LinkedIn. So it really, it goes back to like personalizing this, right? And, and a bunch of, you know, where your audience is, you know, where's your audience used to uh, consuming information, uh, what platforms do you enjoy using? You know, which ones are you going to use most? Which ones are you going to check on? Which ones are you going to respond to questions on? You know, because that's a big part of it too is accessibility. And, and if you hate Twitter and you're never going to be on Twitter and I have to be your Twitter guy, it's never going to be as effective as if there's a collaborative effort, right? Right. So uh, there's a bunch of different factors that go into selecting the right channels, but I'm always surprised to what channels work and what channels don't, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Just yeah. like a wealth of information, Darius. This is fun. This is awesome, man. Yeah, um, I, listen, I, I love what I do. I, I, I get up excited every morning yeah. to figure out how I can bring you know my clients closer to their audience, right? What is that path? You know, and it's just fun. I, I uh, for a long time I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I've been in marketing since I was 22 when I first started doing the digital marketing stuff. You know, yeah. I, I was married to Pitbull's sister. Right. And, oh man! And our first client was Pitbull, and uh, uh, his vodka company, and and I didn't know. I mean, I knew marketing really well. Yeah. And I knew the principles of marketing really well, and I had come from working with a, a social media intelligence company in the Bay Area that was a startup. Yeah. Um. But we we tried a lot of different things and and kind of didn't know what we were doing. And when but we we know what we're doing now, and, and we've honed it and we've perfected it. Yeah. And we're helping people. I mean, you guys put the work in. Yeah, and we're helping people, uh, you know, generate a lot of revenue by having them do what they love to do, right? And, and we're doing the same by doing what we love to do, right? So that intersection is just a beautiful thing, you know? You're What you're really doing is helping people get to get their message out to, yeah. to the audience because right. that's... 
I mean, again, you know, you could be the greatest musician in the world, but if nobody knows that you exist, right? right. If you're just making that music on nothing and then right. playing it to no one, like, you're not going to get far. Correct. What? So, what do you look at when you think of when you think of an audience? Because I'm looking at the people that I have here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the people who are listening and then connect with me afterwards and send me a message across whatever platform, and it's just like I. I can't see anything yeah. that it's like, it's like, you know what I mean? I have like people who are moms and then people who are like 17 years old and sure. then people who are like 19 and living in Canada and then people who are like 55 and a chef. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all of the people that are like connecting with me and that type of thing. And I'm just like, what does this all mean? Yeah. What is the, like, what is that? How how do I even begin to start formulating what an audience is if there's if I'm seeing just so many different kinds of people? Yeah, I would say that you're basically your secondary audience, right? That those are people who you're developing a relationship with because you're so entertaining, but they aren't necessarily in a position to make that hiring decision, right? Right. So I would say you know continue doing that because that's an important part. Like you know it, it is important that you have a strong following. It's important that you entertain them, that you build, you know, your relationship with them, that they tell their friends about you and, and your audience grows. But ultimately, you know, you want to put your content in front of people who are going to make those decisions. Right. So it's it's basically a twofold content strategy um, that can live side by side. But but one of the things I would strongly suggest to you is is kind of put together that, you know, universe of decision makers you want to talk to. Right. Yeah. And and we can help you formulate a specific communication strategy and outreach strategy to those people in particular. Right. It takes both efforts. But on LinkedIn, there's incredible stuff that we can do on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, company oh, name. Want to play in that game, man? You know, we can identify people by company name, yeah. by region of the country, mm -hmm. by keywords in their bio, keywords in their title. Uh, we can literally identify every chief marketing officer in the country and send them a connection request and follow up with a lead nurturing message. You know, we can get that precise. You know, if you yeah. want to stay west of the Mississippi, we can stay west of the Mississippi. I know, you know? LinkedIn is the big There's one a, for... Yeah. Like, yeah. But then you also have, you know, agencies are on Instagram too, right? Yeah. Uh, decision makers on Instagram. So the, the, the more you understand, I think, who you want to work with, yeah, right, and you have a specific profile, the better I can help answer that question for you because, you know, the global audience is fantastic. Yeah. But I want you, if I were working with you, I would want to put you in front of not just that global audience, but in front of that you know, decision maker so that you can develop a relationship with them. So basically you create mindshare, Brent Mukai mindshare. You lay little eggs in their brain, literally. So when they need someone who has what you offer, they remember Brent Mukai, you know? So I need I need, so and to to be relevant on LinkedIn, I would need to create separate content that is LinkedIn, kind of. Con I c I couldn't take clips from this and just be like, you could. Hey LinkedIn, you what? Could. Yeah, what you would could. I put on you there? Totally I can't be talking about ping pong when I'm on LinkedIn. Why That's not, not a. Because... Are you doing your voiceover then? If you're playing, how about if you're playing a ping pong game, you're doing a voiceover completely in your serious voice. Yeah. You're in your diaper. You're playing <laughs> ping pong. <laughs> Right, uh, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. doing a very serious voiceover. Yeah, right, and through the you basically you're you're talking, you know, you're providing some content value from that perspective. You're doing your you put on your, your so work voice. Do you think entertainment can live on LinkedIn? Entertainment absolutely can live on LinkedIn. So if I do these, it's part of what if, you do. So I if mean, I do these fake commercials that are funny and parody 100%. commercials, those can live on LinkedIn. Yeah, and those can be content that people, 
Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. It, I'm get. I, I'm gonna say this again. Ooh. Probably the tenth time. I said, just be you, right? And from who you are, yeah. and, and from people getting a connection to who you are, they're gonna extract. You know your talent. They're gonna extract. You know why they should hire you. Why they get. Why they should know the name. You know Brent Mukai. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. They can live on LinkedIn. A hundred percent. Just not a lot of f bombs, I guess, on LinkedIn. Yeah, but, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've seen yeah, yeah, a ton yeah. of commentary, uh, and, and I follow LinkedIn pretty carefully. But uh, I, I seen some people basically say, you know, just just treat it as another social channel, and people say, no, it needs to be much more professional. And, yeah. And my answer is always, you know, it needs to be what it is to you. Uh, it, it needs to be something you're comfortable with. It needs to reflect who you are. And uh, you know, if you do that, you're gonna attract your own tribe. You know, not, not, you're not for everyone, and everyone's not for you. Right. But if you are who you are, and you communicate who you are, you're gonna attract the right people, and and then that's where the, again that connection and that magic starts to happen. That's cool. Hey, Amy, what's up? We were talking about you earlier. Hi. All good stuff. Amy, Amy says hello, my guys. Hi, Amy. Hard. Hello. Yes. Um. Well, By the way, dude, I just realized how short my hair is. Oh my goodness! I know, same man. It's almost all gone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you go with that shave look, which is nice on you, man. It's so much nicer than having to oh. worry about it. I'm so glad I just shaved it all off. Yeah. I was so worried that my head was gonna look weird. Yeah. Um, but thankfully it doesn't, and uh, people have been digging the shaved look. Um, yeah, I did notice that I have to put on sunblock on my head though. Yeah, I, dude. Because there's such little hair there to prevent the sun from you know getting to the scalp that it's redness, a, man. It's a little bit different, you know. I started wearing a bunch of hats. Talk about me more, never enough. <laughs> Amy, we love you, girl. Let's see who's who's hitting here. Billy the man, what's up? This guy's talking. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. That's my big no, this brother. guy talking is ugly. That's awesome. Him, I just have to. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, I hope you're feeling better. Um, all right, dude. Well, uh, uh, I appreciate your time so so much. I feel like this is a good. Uh, uh, I feel like this is just a good ending point. Yeah. Uh, authenticity seems to be the absolutely message of the day across anything that you're doing. Um, where can people find you? One more time. Where can, where can people find you? Where do you want people to find you? So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Instagram under Legendario Worldwide. My website is todudescreative.com. And my personal email is dario at todudescreative.com. So I can be found. If you love LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn. If you like Instagram, find me there. If you're a website guy, you can find me there. So uh, whatever is comfortable for you. Right. And it's Dario Herrera. Uh, D-A-R-I-O-H-E-R-R-E-R-A. Um, if you have any branding needs, this is your man right here. Um, any last words, any last thought, any last thing you want to leave people with? Any Anything that's on your mind that you're like, I, I wish, I want more people to know this. I want more people to think this. It's really about being who you are and owning who you are and, and really being introspective about you know why you do what you do and being willing to care enough about your audience to listen to them to be empathic to really offer value to them and not because you want to sell them something but because you genuinely care about them they know the difference they know the difference between being sold to because they're a number or because or, or content being shared with them because you care about them live in that space live in that listening space live in that i want to serve space that will help you from a relationship perspective 
and ultimately from a results perspective. Instead of thinking, what can I get? It's what right. can I give? What can I give? I love that. I, th- I, do. I love that. You're the best, Dario. We got to have you back on. Uh, I'd love to anytime. Again, I'm going to play some music and. Uh, uh, Yeah, I know, dude. Hello, what's up? Uh, sleep paralysis <coughs> demon. Uh, I'm nine, and you're a big inspiration for me. I'm sorry what my big brother did. I'm f- dude, that's fine. Your big brother is going to say whatever. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you all for listening. Thank I you, Nikki. I super appreciate you guys. Uh, I still, to this day, I can't believe that people listen to this podcast and you're getting something out of it, but I will keep on continuing to do it as long as you're getting something out of it. I love you all. Seriously, across Facebook, across this, uh, follow me, Brent Mukai. Go to the podcast uh, and uh, uh, leave me a review if you're on the podcast. If not, then follow and watch live on Facebook or twitch.tv slash Brent Mukai. Love y'all. Have a great weekend. Dario, you're a... um, You're just an amazing human being, man. Thank you, brother. All right. Peace out, everybody. Be yourself.